0: Yep, it's that time again, everybody. We get to just jump right into the Dead Sea Scrolls again, into the Thanksgiving hymns. I don't mean to sound like it's a downer to do that. I'm genuinely excited to keep reading here. But I really want today to be the last time I have to record on the Thanksgiving hymns. You know, people actually hear about the Qumran community, they hear about the Dead Sea Scrolls, and they hear about all this stuff that sounds like David Lynch directed a church or something for all the goofy, weird, fanficky ideas that the Dead Sea Scrolls are supposed to embrace. But then you get to the community rule, and you're bored to tears and insulted at the bad theology of it, and then you get to the Thanksgiving hymns, and you realize, boy, these people were a mess in their theology. And by all means, yes, eventually we will get to the cool stuff, and the scandalous stuff that's even more scandalous than their... Um, terrible, terrible doctrines, but we got to read through all of this. We're bound to. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to provide all of this stuff, and Lord has decided that it's going to be me. So let's start here in hymn number 18, formerly number 14. I thank thee, O Lord, for thou hast placed me beside a fountain of streams in an arid land, and close to a spring of waters in a dry land and beside a watered garden in a wilderness. Now, real quick, this is in Qumran, this is in the desert, so this guy is probably actually thanking God that he has some water and food and some nice plants in the middle of a place where not much really grows. (laughs) They're literal this time, but we keep reading. For thou didst set a plantation of cypress, pine, and cedar for thy glory, trees of life beside a mysterious fountain, hidden among the trees by the water, and they put out a shoot of the everlasting plant. But before they did so, they took root, and sent out their roots to the watercourse, that its stem might be open to the living waters, and be one with the everlasting spring and all the beasts of the forest, fed on its leafy boughs, its stem was trodden by all who passed on the way, and its branches by all the birds, and all the trees by the water rose above it, for they grew in their plantation, but they sent out no root to the watercourse. And the bud of the shoot of holiness, of the plant of truth, was hidden, and was not esteemed, and being unperceived its mystery was sealed. Thou didst Hedge in its fruit, O God, with the mystery of mighty heroes, and of spirits of holiness, and of the whirling flame of fire. No man shall approach the wellspring of life, or drink the waters of holiness with the everlasting trees, or bear fruit with the plant of heaven, who seeing has not discerned, and considering has not believed in the fountain of life, who has turned his hand against the everlasting bud." And I was despised by tumultuous rivers, for they cast up their slime upon me. So, what is he getting at here? He starts off saying, Thank you for putting me by this water. Thank you for putting me near this garden that I have. And, you know, I have food and drink. And even though we're in the desert here, well, cool, I can still survive. But then he, observing that jumps off into a kind of a parable, a parabolic hymn or psalm here, where he talks about a special plant, a very special plant, the shoot of holiness, of the plant of truth. And then he says, so here it is, it's, it's something that's so good, so good, but then, while God has hedged in its fruit, the mystery of mighty heroes, spirits of holiness, whirling flames of fire, He's probably referring to Eden, to the tree of life. So he says, No man shall approach the wellspring of life, or drink the waters of holiness with the everlasting trees, or bear fruit with the plant of heaven, who seeing has not discerned, and considering has not believed in the fountain of life, who has turned his hand against the everlasting bud. So the fountain of life and this everlasting plant are really important, but no one can approach the wellspring of life unless they have discerned, and considered, and believed in the fountain of life. Okay, that's Gnosticism, Patrick. That is, immediately we we get the, the vibe here. Gnostics used to really like using plant kind of allegories and analogies here. In fact, most religions do. We do. I mean, Jesus Christ, the shoe coming up from the stump of Jesse, right? We all like this kind of plant metaphor, these plant symbols here throughout everybody's theology. But the way that this Qumran guy is using it is to say, yes, there's a very super special plant next to a very super special fount of life, potentially referring to God himself, but the only way you're going to get to him is with discernment and belief and considering, thinking, knowing. That's Gnosticism, salvation by special knowledge, usually by experiential knowledge. These are the kind of people that think that if your grandpa died of Alzheimer's, he's in hell because he didn't think or consider or believe anything by the time his head was emptied out. Yeah, that's bad. That's Gnosticism. Let's reject that, but let's keep reading. But thou, O my God, hast put into my mouth, as it were, rain for all those who thirst, and a fount of living waters which shall not fail. When they are opened, they shall not run dry. They shall be a torrent overflowing its banks. And like the bottomless seas, they shall suddenly gush forth, which were hidden in secret. And shall be like the waters of the flood to every tree, both the green and the barren. To every beast and bird, they shall be an abyss. The trees shall sink like lead in the mighty waters, Fire shall burn among them, and they shall be dried up, but the fruitful plant by the everlasting spring shall be an Eden of glory, bearing fruits of life. By my hand thou hast opened for them a wellspring and ditches, that all their channels may be laid out according to a certain measuring cord, and the planting of their trees according to the plumb line of the sun, that their boughs may become a beautiful branch of glory." When I lift my hand to dig its ditches, its roots shall run deep into hardest rock, and its stem, dot, 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 in the earth. In the season of heat it shall keep its strength, but if I take away my hand it shall be like a thistle in the wilderness. Its stem shall be like nettles in a salty land, and thistles and thorns shall grow from its ditches and brambles and briars. Its border trees shall be like the wild grapevine whose foliage withers before the heat, and its stem shall not be open to the spring. Behold, I am carried away with the sick. I am acquainted with scourges. I am forsaken in my sorrow and without any strength, for my sore breaks out in bitter pains and an incurable sickness impossible to stay. My heart laments within me as in those who go down to hell. My spirit is imprisoned with the dead, for my life has reached the pit. My soul languishes within me day and night without rest. My wound breaks out like burning fire, shut up in my bones, whose flames devour me for days on end, diminishing my strength for times on end, and destroying my flesh for seasons on end. The pains fly out towards me, and my soul within me languishes even to death. My strength is gone from my body, and my heart runs out like water, my flesh is dissolved like wax, and the strength of my loins is turned to fear my arm is torn from its socket and i can lift my hand no more my foot is held by fetters and my knees slide like water i can no longer walk i cannot step forward lightly for my legs and arms are bound by shackles which cause me to stumble the tongue has gone back which thou didst make marvelously mighty within my mouth It can no longer give voice. I have no word for my disciples to revive the spirit of those who stumble and to speak words of support to the weary. My circumcised lips are dumb. Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. For the throes of death encompass me, and hell is upon my bed. My couch utters a lamentation, and my palate the sound of a complaint. My eyes are like fire in the furnace, and my tears like rivers of water. My eyes grow dim with waiting, for my salvation is far from me, and my life is apart from me. But behold, from desolation to ruin, and from the pain to the sore, and from the travail to the throes, my soul meditates on thy marvelous works. In thy mercies thou hast not cast me aside season by season my soul shall delight in the abundance of mercy i will reply to him who slanders me and i will rebuke my oppressor i will declare his sentence unjust and declare thy judgment righteous for i know that by thy truth and i choose thy judgment upon me i delight in my scourges for i hope for thy loving kindness Thou hast put a supplication in the mouth of thy servant, and thou hast not threatened my life, nor rejected my peace. Thou hast not failed my expectation, but hast upheld my spirit in the face of the scourge. For it is thou who hast founded my spirit, and thou knowest my intent. In my distress thou hast comforted me. I delight in forgiveness, and am consoled for the former transgression. For I know there is hope in thy grace, and expectation in thy great power. For no man can be just in thy judgment, or righteous in thy trial. Though one man be more just than another, one person more wise than another, one mortal more glorious than another creature of clay. Yet there is no power to compare with thy might. There is no bound to thy glory, and to thy wisdom no measure. To thy truth there is no dot dot dot, and all who forsake it dot dot dot, dot dot dot. And my oppressor shall not prevail against me. I will be a stumbling block to those who swallow me up, and a snare to all those who battle against me. I will be for my enemies a cause of shame, and a cause of disgrace to those who murmur against me. For thou, O my God, thou wilt plead my cause, for it is according to the mystery of thy wisdom that thou hast rebuked me. Thou wilt conceal the truth until its time, and righteousness until its appointed moment. Thy rebuke shall become my joy and gladness, and my scourges shall turn to eternal healing and everlasting peace. The scorn of my enemies shall become a crown of glory, and my stumbling shall change to everlasting might. For in thy... And my light shall shine forth in thy glory... For as a light from out of the darkness, so wilt thou enlighten me. Thou wilt bring healing to my wound, and marvelous might in place of my stumbling and everlasting space to my straitened soul. For thou art my refuge, my high mountain, my stout rock, and my fortress. In thee will I shelter from all the designs of ungodliness, for thou wilt succor me with eternal deliverance. For thou hast known me from the time of my father, and hast chosen me from the womb. From the belly of my mother thou hast dealt kindly with me. And from the breast of her who conceived me, have thy mercies been with me. Thy grace was with me in the lap of her who reared me. And from my mouth thou hast illumined me, from my mouth thou hast illumined me, ooh, we'll get to that, with the wisdom of thy judgment. Thou hast upheld me with certain truth. Thou hast delighted me with thy Holy Spirit, and hast opened my heart till this day. Thy just rebuke accompanies my faults, and thy safeguarding peace delivers my soul. The abundance of thy forgiveness is with my steps, and infinite mercy accompanies my, thy judgment of me. Until I am old, thou wilt care for me. For my father knew me not, and my mother abandoned me to thee. For thou art a father to all the sons of thy truth, and as a woman who tenderly loves her babe, so dost thou rejoice in them. And as a foster father bearing a child in his lap, so carest thou for all thy creatures. So a quick summary of that one. Um, Hey, there is a super special plant and fountain through which men might have uh, something like eternal life, but you got to get there through discernment and understanding. Luckily for you, I, the, this preacher here, this speaker, am the guy that God appointed to spread showers of this life giving water through my teaching and through my discipling. I will be the one to enlighten men, but oh, it's so hard. I'm rejected by bad guys, and I'm, I'm hurt, and sometimes I do bad things. So, oh man. God, thank you. You will be the one that strengthens me to be the guy that delivers the super special enlightenment juice to shower upon everybody who's thirsty for this kind of salvation. That's about the gist of it. Kind of an egomaniac here. Um, but... I digress. That's again, it sounds some of the hymns and stuff that they sing sound like normal psalms. Some of them sound orthodox. Small o. And and you're almost tempted to go, oh, this is normal, until you actually look at what they're saying. And you realize this is a guy on an ego trip here who more or less thinks of himself as some sort of Gnostic Messiah who is plagued by the sins of the world, the material world, and other people, and even his own deficiencies, but he relies on God's mercy so he can continue enlightening people. you got to actually read this stuff. Like, when it comes to this, whenever somebody says, oh, you have to read this thing that the church like totally censored, man, like, examine it. And even if it sounds normal at first, when they say, what's your problem? It sounds so normal. Like, why would the church even reject it? It's because the church read it and went, oh no, no, we're not, we're not doing that. Anyway, let's go ahead and read hymn number 19, thankfully shorter. I thank thee, O Lord, dot, 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 and nothing exists except by thy will. None can consider thy deep secrets or contemplate thy mysteries. What then is man, that is earth, that is shaped from clay, and returns to the dust, that thou shouldst give him to understand such marvels, and make known to him the counsel of thy truth, clay and dust that I am? What can I devise, unless thou wish it? And what contrive, unless thou desire it? What strength shall I have, unless thou keep me upright? And how shall I understand, unless by the spirit which thou hast shaped for me... What can I say unless thou open my mouth, and how can I answer unless thou enlighten me? Behold, thou art prince of gods, and king of majesties, lord of all spirits, and ruler of all creatures. Nothing is done without thee, and nothing is known without thy will. Beside thee there is nothing, and nothing can compare with thee in strength. In the presence of thy glory there is nothing, and thy might is without price. Who among thy great and marvelous creatures can stand in the presence of thy glory, How then can he who returns to his dust? For thy glory's sake alone hast thou made all these things. Hmm, okay. So it's a, I thank thee, O Lord, for something, but let's get into a little bit of your will, your sovereignty. There's, we talked over and over again throughout the Thanksgiving hymns about how the Qumran community collects extreme theological positions smashes them together, and then doesn't try to square the circle, doesn't try to ameliorate the apparent contradictions from having these mutually exclusive beliefs. For instance, we just read a hymn that gave us a, something of a Gnostic soteriology. You need to meditate, you need to know, you need to have the right faith. And, you know, I'm sure there are people who are like, no, 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 the Qumran community was totally just, it was, it was about sola fide here. Maybe that's what the hymnist was writing. No, sola fide is about faith. It's about trust. It's about trusting God. It's not about what you know. It's not about how much you meditate on stuff. It's not about how much you consider. If you trust in Jesus for your salvation, if you are a dum-dum, you can still be saved. You don't have to be a really super enlightened guy, like that hymn was saying. But then we get to this hymn, where he's saying stuff like, what can I devise unless thou wish it, and what can unless thou desire it? Hmm. Okay. In the presence of thy glory, there is nothing, and thy might is without price. Hmm. Nothing is known without thy will. Nothing is done without thee. Well, this is back to the kind of hyper-determinism that they believed in. So how can you be putting Gnosticism, where you have to know stuff to really be able to enjoy that a fountain of life juice being poured out from the preacher, how can you pay attention to that and be told you've got to be super smart and study and consider this stuff, which kind of requires your will, but then you're told um, none of this really matters because at the end of the day, um, everything happens because God wants it to happen. He is the one who decides everything. Um, kind of like the Islamic occasionalism. There are some Islamic teachers that believe that Allah is eternally, moment by moment, microsecond by microsecond, creating the universe in such a fashion that everything plays out as Allah desires it. Right. That's the kind of hyperdeterminism Qumran held to. How do you balance hyperdeterminism, where salvation is by God's sovereignty only, and then salvation is by knowledge, Gnosticism. How do you balance that? For that matter, how do you balance that with the works-based salvation that they've held to elsewhere, as we saw with the community rule, where uh, you have to be a very, very good boy or else or else you're, you're not getting into heaven? And then you have to balance that with their idea of um, hyper-ecclesiolatry, where you really have to be a part of this covenant community in order to be part of the new kingdom. You want a part of their eschatology where they kill all of their enemies? You want to be on the winning side on that one? You really need to be part of the covenant. You really need to be part of our covenant. And um, we can kick you out for not being a good boy. So, uh, yeah, salvation is really through this church alone. How do you balance all these things? you don't. If you're going to hold to all of them, you just don't address them. Chances are they had a motto, something you can do, just don't think about it too hard over in Qumran. So we go to hymn number 20 here, formerly 16. Blessed art thou, O Lord, God of mercy and abundant grace, for thou hast made known thy wisdom to me that I should recount thy marvelous deeds, keeping silence neither by day nor by night. For I have trusted in thy grace, in thy great goodness, and in the multitude of thy mercies, dot, dot, dot. For I have leaned on thy truth, dot, dot, dot. And unless thou rebuke, there is no stumbling. Unless thou foreknow it, there is no scourge. Nothing is done without thy will. I will cling to thy ways according to my knowledge of thy truth, contemplating thy glory. I will recount thy wonderful works and understanding thy goodness. I will lean on the multitude of thy mercies and hope. For thy forgiveness. For thou thyself hast shaped my spirit and established me according to thy will. Thou hast not placed my support in gain, nor does my heart delight in riches. Thou hast given me no fleshly refuge. The might of warriors rests on abundant delights and on plenty of corn and wine and oil. They pride themselves in possessions and wealth, but the righteous is like a green tree beside streams of water bringing forth leaves and multiplying its branches, for thou hast chosen them from among the children of men, that they may all grow fat from the land. Thou wilt give to the children of thy truth unending joy and everlasting gladness, and according to the measure of their knowledge, so shall they be honored one more than another. And likewise for the Son of Man, dot, 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 thou wilt increase his portion in the knowledge of thy truth, and according to the measure of his knowledge, so shall he be honored, dot, dot, dot. For the soul of thy servant has loathed riches and gain, and he has not desired exquisite delights. My heart rejoices in thy covenant, and thy truth delights my soul. I shall flower like the lily, and my heart shall be open to the everlasting fountain. My support shall be in the might from on high. But, dot, 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 and withers like a flower before the heat. My heart is stricken with terror, and my loins with trembling. My groaning goes down to the abyss, and is shut up in the chambers of hell. I am greatly afraid when I hear of thy judgment, of the mighty heroes, and of thy trial, of the host, of thy holy ones. Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. Hmm. Well, let's zero in on something real quick. My heart is stricken with terror, and my loins with trembling. My groaning goes down to the abyss, shut up in the chambers of hell. I am greatly afraid when I hear of thy judgment. Hmm. I wonder why. Why does this guy who is so confident in his community, so confident in his theology that he's willing to say, yeah, everybody else in the entire world needs to die? Um, why would you fear God's judgment? Why? Well, I think he answers it in the very same hymn. Because he says earlier in the hymn, I will lean on the multitude of thy mercies and hope for thy forgiveness. Ah, it doesn't matter how much confidence you have in your theology. It does not matter how right you think you are. If you don't understand that God does forgive those who confess their sins to him, that he does bring forgiveness to people in the waters of their baptism and at the sacrament of the altar, if you don't believe that, You're never going to be secure in your faith, and you are never going to be assured of your salvation. You are going to be afraid, 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 afraid. No matter how confident you are, sometimes other times you're going to fear God with an unhealthy and unrighteous fear, not the right kind of fear of God. We need to keep this kind of thing in mind. We need assurance, the solid foundation of knowing we are saved, by God's grace, through faith in Jesus Christ alone. Now, you could argue that the Qumran community didn't have that, but Old Testament saints did look forward to the one who was to come who would crush the head of the serpent. We do have examples like Anna the prophetess from Luke chapter 2 and Simeon, who was also there, who simply had the kind of faith and trust that God would send the Savior, a more secure faith something that the Qumran community didn't have, the same Qumran community that would have accused Anna and Simeon of uh, being, well, evil, super evil people that were heretics for not uh, believing exactly as they believed. But Anna and Simeon had assurance. These people do not. Let's keep reading here. Hymn number 21. I thank thee, my God, for thou hast dealt wondrously to dust, and mightily towards a creature of clay. I thank thee, I thank thee, what am I, that thou shouldst teach me the counsel of thy truth, and give me understanding of thy marvelous works, that thou shouldst lay hymns of thanksgiving within my mouth, and praise upon my tongue, and that of my circumcised lips thou shouldst make a seat of rejoicing. I will sing thy mercies, and on thy might I will meditate all day long. I will bless thy name evermore. I will declare thy glory in the midst of the sons of men, and my soul shall delight in thy great goodness. I know that thy word is truth, and that righteousness is in thy hand, and that all knowledge is in thy purpose, and that all power is in thy might, and that every glory is thine. In thy wrath are all chastisements, but in thy goodness is much forgiveness and thy mercy is towards the sons of thy good will for thou hast made known to them the counsel of thy truth and hast taught them thy marvelous mysteries for the sake of thy glory thou hast purified man of sin that he may be made holy for thee with no abominable uncleanness and no guilty wickedness, that he may be one with the children of thy truth and partake of the lot of thy holy ones, that bodies gnawed by worms may be raised from the dust to the counsel of thy truth, and that the perverse spirit may be lifted to the understanding which comes from thee, that he may stand before thee with the everlasting host and with thy spirits of holiness to be renewed together with all the living and to rejoice together with them that know. Hmm. to rejoice together with them that no tisk tisk more gnosticism it is interesting to see though that this is probably the first time that they've mentioned a resurrection that they agreed with the pharisees in the resurrection of the dead something we as christians believe in that people will be risen again but we have to keep in mind though that it's about knowledge with that last line, it's like a bottle of wine with just a little bit of poop in it. <laughs> he's saying all the right stuff until he starts going, Rejoice together with them that... No. And that brings us back to all the other hymns that he's been writing about his super special knowledge. Let's, uh, let's go to hymn number 22. <clears throat> I thank thee, my God. I praise thee, my Rock. Dot, dot, dot for thou hast made known to me the counsel of thy truth and hast taught me thy marvelous mysteries and hast revealed thy wonders to me i have beheld thy marvels toward the children of grace and i know that righteousness is thine that in thy mercies there is hope for me but without thy grace destruction without end But a fountain of bitter mourning opens for me and my tears fall down distress is not hidden from my eyes when i think of the evil inclinations of man of his return to dust i understand and observe sin and the sorrow of guilt they enter my heart and reach into my bones to dot 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 and to meditate in sorrowful meditation i will groan with the zither of lamentation In all grief-stricken mourning and bitter complaint, until iniquity and wickedness are consumed, and the disease-bringing scourge is no more, then I will play on the zither of deliverance, and the harp of joy, on the tabors of prayer, and the pipe of praise without end. Who among all thy creatures is able to recount thy wonders? May thy name be praised by the mouth of all men. May they bless thee forever in accordance with their understanding and proclaim thee with the voice of praise in the company of the sons of heaven. There shall be neither groaning nor complaint and wickedness that be destroyed for ever. Thy truth shall be revealed in eternal glory and everlasting peace. Blessed art thou, O my Lord, who hast given to thy servant the knowledge of wisdom, that he may comprehend thy wonders and recount thy dot, dot, dot in thy abundant grace. Blessed art thou, O God, of mercy and compassion, for the might of thy power and the greatness of thy truth, and for the multitude of thy favors and all thy works. Rejoice the soul of thy servant with thy truth, and cleanse me by thy righteousness, even as I have hoped in thy goodness, and waited for thy grace. So hast thou freed me from my calamities in accordance with thy forgiveness, and in my distress thou hast comforted me. For I have leaned on thy mercy, blessed art thou, O Lord, for it is thou who hast done these things. thou hast set hymns of praise within the mouth of thy servant, and hast established for me a response of the tongue dot dot dot. Uh, it's very interesting they don't believe in spontaneous spirit. And that's something from the Lutheran confessions that you can, once your will is freed, by salvation. Once you are regenerate, you can, of a spontaneous spirit, or out of free-ish will, do good. Say good. You know, God gives you that freedom. For these guys, um, you don't say nothing good unless God pens that in your tongue first, which leads me to wonder, did they write all these schizoid Thanksgiving hymns because they felt like they were bound to do so? or because they wanted to. I dwell more on that, but in all honesty, I really do want to finish the Thanksgiving hymns today so we can move on to something a little bit more fun to read. <clears throat> Hymn number 23. Dot, dot, dot. Dang it, I wanted to get this done quickly. With the everlasting spirits, securely in a dwelling of peace, in silence and quietness, in the tents of security and salvation, I will praise thy name among them that fear thee bowing down in prayer i will beg thy favors from season to season always when light emerges from its dwelling place and when the day reaches its appointed end in accordance with the laws of the great light of heaven when everything falls and light departs at the beginning of the dominion of darkness at the hour appointed for night and at its end when morning returns and the shadows retire to their dwelling place before the approach of light always at the genesis of every period and at the beginning of every age and at the end of every season according to the statutes and signs appointed to every dominion by the certain law from the mouth of god by the precept which is and shall be forever and ever without end without it nothing is nor shall be for the god of knowledge established it and there is no other beside him wow that's uh that's quite the way to describe how you're gonna praise god always but let's keep reading you could have just said i'm always gonna praise you or like done a couple verses instead of all that oh well i the master Know thee, O my God, by the spirit which thou hast given to me, and by thy Holy Spirit I have faithfully hearkened to thy marvelous counsel. In the mystery of thy wisdom thou hast opened knowledge to me, and in thy mercies thou hast unlocked for me the fountain of thy might. It's very interesting here, by the way, the word this spirit for the spirit which thou hast given me is lowercase, while the Holy Spirit is uppercase. Why? Because the Qumran community believed that everybody had a spirit that seemed to act as the agent of uh, predestination. So there is a distinction between the Holy Spirit and an indwelling spirit that was in you in order to make sure that you were either one of the good guys or one of the bad guys, which you never had a choice. Continuing on. Before thee, no man is just, dot, 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 that he may understand all thy mysteries or give answer to thy rebuke. But the children of thy grace shall delight in thy correction, and watch for thy goodness. For in thy mercies thou wilt show thyself to them, and they shall know thee. At the time of thy glory they shall rejoice. Thou hast caused them to draw near, in accordance with their knowledge, and hast admitted them in accordance with their understanding. And in their divisions they shall serve thee throughout their dominion, without ever turning aside from thee, or transgressing thy word. Huh. Interesting. Now they're bringing up the whole hyperdeterminism plus um, gnosticism thing in the same stinking hymn. You know, yes, God, you're the one who uh, puts the spirits in to make sure that we're predestined the right way. Those guys that are going to guide us toward the right thing there. Maybe the Holy Spirit will be there too. But uh, yeah, we're all going to. We're all going to do it because you're going to admit us in accordance with our understanding. He says you're right here in hymn number 23. I got, I'm, I'm trying to square this circle. I don't know how, but uh, I'm going to mention both. I'm going to bring them both up, okay? Let's keep reading. Behold, I was taken from dust and fashioned out of clay as a source of uncleanness and a shameful nakedness, a heap of dust and a kneading with water, dot, 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 and a house of darkness, a creature of clay returning to dust, returning at the appointed time to dwell in the dust whence it was taken. How then shall dust reply to its maker? And how understand his works? How shall it stand before him who reproves it? Dot, dot, dot. In the spring of eternity, the well of glory and the fountain of knowledge, not even the wonderful heroes can declare all thy glory or stand in face of thy wrath. And there is none among them that can answer thy rebuke. For thou art just, and none can oppose thee. How then can man who returns to his dust? I hold my peace. What more shall I say in this? I have spoken in accordance with my knowledge out of the righteousness given to a creature of clay. And how shall I speak unless thou open my mouth? How understand unless thou teach me? How shall I seek thee unless thou uncover my heart? And how follow the way that is straight unless thou guide me? How shall my foot stay on the path unless thou give it strength? And how shall I rise, dot, dot, dot? Okay, that's it. That's the hymn. All right, let's uh, go here to the next one, hymn number 24. Dot, dot, dot. It seems to be a continuation of the last one, but we'll, we'll see. How shall I look unless thou open my eyes, or hear unless thou unstop my ears? My heart is astounded, for to the uncircumcised ear a word has been disclosed, and a heart of stone has understood the right precepts. I know it is for thyself that thou hast done these things, O God, for what is flesh that thou shouldst act marvelously toward it. It is thy purpose to do mightily and to establish all things for thy glory. Thou hast created the host of knowledge to declare thy mighty deeds to flesh and the right precepts to him that is born of woman. Thou hast caused the perverse heart to enter into a covenant with thee, and hast uncovered the heart of dust, that it may be preserved from evil and saved from the snares of judgment in accordance with thy mercies. And I, a creature of clay, kneaded with water a heap of dust and a heart of stone, for what am I reckoned to be worthy of this? For into an ear of dust thou hast put a new word, and hast engraved on a heart of stone things everlasting. Thou hast Caused the straying spirit to return that it may enter into a covenant with thee and stand before thee forever in the everlasting abode, illumined with perfect light forever, with no more darkness for unending seasons of joy and unnumbered ages of peace. And as for me, a creature of dust, dot, 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 pile of dust. How shall I stand in front of the tempest, dot, 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 and he will guard me according to the mysteries of his good pleasure, for he knows, dot, 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 and they will hide snares of wickedness, net after net, dot, 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 every creature of deceit will come to an end, dot, 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 wickedness will turn to nothing, and the inclination toward iniquity will vanish, and deeds of deceit will perish, dot, dot, dot. As for me, creature of clay, dot, 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 how will it gain strength for thee? Thou art the god of knowledge, dot, dot, dot. Thou hast made them according to thy design, and without thee nothing exists. As for me, creature of dust, I know through the spirit which thou hast put into me that, dot, 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 injustice and deceit will be awestruck and insolence will cease, dot, dot, dot works of uncleanness will turn into sickness and judgments leading to plague and destruction dot 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 holiness that are in heaven dot 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 and he is wonder but they cannot understand Thy marvels and they will not be able to know all thy mysteries How, then, can he who returns to his dust? As for me, I am a man of sin, who has wallowed in the ways of uncleanness, and been defiled by the guilt of wickedness. As for me, in the times of wrath I have fallen. How can I rise in view of my wound, and keep myself... For there is hope for man... As for me, creature of clay, I have leaned on thy loving kindness and on the multitude of thy mysteries, O my God. And I know that truthful is thy mouth, and that thy words are not revoked. As for me, I will rely in my time on thy covenant, and will raise myself to the post which thou hast established for me. Dot, 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 dot. As for me, I was frightened by thy judgments, dot, dot, dot. Who is found clean in thy judgment? And what is man before thee? Thou bringest him to judgment, and he returns to his dust, dot, 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 my God. Thou hast opened my heart for thy understanding, and hast unstopped my ears, dot, 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 to lean on thy goodness. My heart murmurs, dot, 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 and my heart melts like wax because of iniquity and sin, dot, 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 dot. Blessed art thou, God of knowledge, who hast established, dot, 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 and thou hast met thy servant with this for thy sake, for I know thy loving kindness and in thy mercies I hope in all my existence, and I bless thy name always dot, 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 do not forsake me in the times of distress, dot, 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 dot. By the way, uh, for people who maybe haven't been listening to every episode of evaluating the Dead Sea Scrolls here, uh, dot, dot, dot just is a shorthand for fragmentary where we don't know what they actually wrote. But we continue. <clears throat> they are confirmed in the ears of thy servant forever, dot, 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 to announce thy marvelous tidings, dot, dot, dot. Withdraw not thy hand, dot, dot, dot that he may be confirmed in thy covenant and stand before thee forever. For thou, O my God, didst open a fountain in the mouth of thy servant. Thou didst engrave by the measuring cord thy mysteries upon his tongue, that out of his understanding he might preach to a creature and interpret these things to dust like myself. Thou didst open his fountain, that he might rebuke the creature of clay for his way, and him who is born of woman for the guilt of his deeds, that he might open the fount of thy truth to a creature whom thou upholdest by thy might, that he might be according to thy truth a messenger in the season of thy goodness, that to the humble he might bring glad tidings of thy great mercy, proclaiming salvation from out of the fountain of holiness to the contrite of spirit, and everlasting joy to those who mourn. Dot, dot, dot dot, 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 to praise thee, and to recount all thy glory. As for me, what am I? For I was taken from dust, but thou, O my God, thou hast done all these for thy glory, according to the greatness of thy loving kindness. put the guard of thy righteousness in the hand of thy servant forever until deliverance. May the interpreters of knowledge be with all my steps, and those who decide truth in all my ways, for what is dust among all? Ashes are in their hand, nothing at all. Dot dot dot, and thou hast shed thy holy spirit, over dust. Dot dot dot, to bring him into the company of the gods and unite them with the sons of heaven. Dot dot dot, thou hast shed thy holy spirit to atone for guilt. Dot 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 dot, for they are established in thy truth. Dot dot dot, and thou, my God, thou hast acted wondrously for thy glory dot, dot, dot. Isn't it interesting that the first time they bring up, like, the the gods or the sons of heaven in one of these hymns, that's interesting. Like, okay, what are these guys really getting at? Are we going to get to the juicy stuff yet? And it's extremely fragmentary to the point where you can't understand everything they're saying. Dang it, I thought we were going to be hearing all the cool stuff, all the cool Evangelion stuff, but we're not there yet, guys. Continuing on, though, dot, dot, dot. Okay, for I am made to stand with the gods, and I will not... Glory or majesty for me with fine gold, gold purified, and gold I will not... In me... Will not be reckoned for me. Chant, O beloved, sing to the King of glory, rejoice in the congregation of God, exult in the tents of salvation. Give thanks in the dwelling of holiness. Extol together with the eternal host. Magnify our God and glorify our King. Sanctify his name with powerful lips and a victorious tongue. Lift up alone your voice in all ages. Let a joyous meditation be heard. Burst out in eternal rejoicings and prostrate incessantly in the common assembly. Bless the wonderful maker of exalted things. Him who proclaims the power of his hand, sealing mysteries and revealing secrets. Lifting up those who stumble and fall, restoring the progress of those who hope for knowledge, and humbling the meetings of the everlastingly haughty, sealing the mysteries of splendor, and establishing the wonders of glory, O oh, judge, whose anger is destructive, in dot dot dot, in righteous loving kindness and great mercy, be gracious to dot dot dot, mercy to those who bear fruits of his great goodness, and the source of dot dot, dot dot dot, dot. wickedness ends. Dot, dot, dot. Oppression ceases. The tyrant ceases. Treachery stops. And there are no senseless perversities. Light shines and joy bursts forth. Morning vanishes and sorrow flees. Peace is revealed. Dread ceases. A spring has opened up for an eternal blessing and for healing in all the everlasting ages. Iniquity has stopped. Plague has ceased with no more illness. Dot, dot, dot. Has been gathered in and dot, dot, dot will be no more. Announce and say, Great is God, maker of marvels, for he humbles the proud spirit with no remnant, and from the dust he lifts up the poor to eternal heights, and he lifts him up to the clouds, to share a common assembly with the gods. And, dot dot dot, anger for everlasting destruction, he raises freely the totterers on earth, and his might is with their steps, and everlasting joy is in their dwellings, eternal glory without end forever let them say blessed be god author of majestic wonders who reveals might splendidly and justifies with knowledge all his creatures justifies with knowledge it's pretty uh, pretty out in the open huh so that goodness is on their faces they know the multitude of his loving kindness and the abundance of his mercies to all the children of his truth We know thee, O God of righteousness, and we comprehend thy dot, 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 O King of glory. For we have seen thy zeal through thy mighty power, and have observed thy deeds in the abundance of thy mercies and wondrous forgiveness. What is flesh compared to these? What do dust and ashes amount to, that they recite these things from age to age, and hold themselves upright before thee, and enter into communion with the sons of heaven? No interpreter can answer according to thy mouth and dot, dot, dot to thee, for thou hast established us according to thy pleasure in the territory of iniquity. Dot, 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 dot. Dot, dot, We have spoken to thee and not to a mediator, and thou hast lent an ear to the issue of our lips. Announce and say, Blessed be God, creator of the heavens by his power, designer of all their devices by his strength, of the earth by his might, dot, dot, dot. Okay. We have one little fragment after this. But, um, okay, we're, we're looking at the climactic last Thanksgiving hymn in the collection here of Thanksgiving hymns. Thank God I'm done with this section. And uh, what did we learn? Oh, yeah, they're henotheists at best and polytheists at worst. Because um, the translator put in little quotation marks for the word gods that isn't really there in the, the original text. So they're just talking about gods a lot. Now, for a community that, you know, sometimes they were okay with magic charms. And, you know, they were okay with astrology. And for all these guys that love to hyperemphasize the law. Um, yeah, it's not exactly inconsistent of their character for them to be talking about other gods. And to say, yes, I'm going to hang out with the gods. Because I'm a good Old Testament believer. I can't wait to, um, to ghost the god that created the universe, the god of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to go chill out with these other gods. That's going to be so cool, and I'm going to be so thankful that the creator of the universe arranged for me to hang out with other gods. Qumran people! These are the people that the cottage industry, you know, Dead Sea Scrolls, Inc., wants to they want you to think that they had the inside track with God, that they were the real super spiritual believers. Freaking ridiculous. And there's even more. We're not even halfway through the, uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls here, and this is the kind of stuff you're starting to see, where it goes really off the rails. Not only are they collecting all sorts of uh, extreme theology to put together and never really solve for when they... Bring their equations to the table. They're also starting to just flirt with heresy, with idolatry, with polytheism, and to, to really emphasize it. Now, I know somebody might like Michael Heiser here, and they might be talking about well, you know, strictly speaking, a Henotheism was kind of a thing in Israel. Even if you're a Heiser guy, nobody in Israel was ever enjoined and told, "Hey, it's okay to like be really excited to hang out with these other gods." It's totally okay to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to be among them in a near-Mormon fashion. (laughs) Nowhere in the Old Testament, nowhere in the Law of Moses is anything even close to brought up that sounds like this. Nothing. Not one stinking thing. So even if Michael Heiser is correct, this is way overdoing it. This is Qumran doing Qumran at Qumran's worst. All right, let's finish up here with this uh, last hymnic fragment here, and then we will get to other stuff next week. Dot, dot, dot. (sighs) Okay, not a great start. For the everlasting seasons, for the Master, a similitude about the glory of dot, dot, dot. And I'm sure the Qumran community truly did praise and love the dot, dot, dots, given how much of them are in the Dead Sea Scrolls translation. A plant of delight, a plant in his garden and in his vineyard, its twigs will bear fruit, and its branches will increase, and its branches reaching above the elevated support of heaven, and its splendor offers itself for everlasting generations, producing fruit for all who are to taste it. There will be no wild grapes among its fruits, it will have foliage, leaves, and blossoms. None of its roots will be pulled up from its bed of balsam for dot, dot, dot. And that is it. Sheesh, that took three or four stinking recordings to get through all these Thanksgiving hymns. But now we can move on to apocryphal psalms. Oh yes, they had zero problems collecting stuff that wasn't Bible and then pretending it was Bible. So next time we hear people praising the Qumran community for having so much Bible in the Dead Sea Scrolls, we're going to actually get to examine that and see... um, Well, how badly is this piggy going to get slaughtered? Amen and amen.